0: HRV is an excellent way of monitoring the improvement of um, of your nervous system through better sleep. That's when they're that's when the physical body's healing. Sleeps the same way. If you can give somebody the gift of sleep, um, you're your new best friend. Three and four seem to be. As you get older, seem to be the harder to achieve stages of sleep. You know, you want the frequency to get to the brain. Some of the sleep hygiene tips we have is shutting off
1: Wi-Fi at night. You are listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast. The OPP is brought to you by Natural Stacks, makers of 100% natural and open source supplements designed to help you live optimal. For more information on building optimal mental and physical performance into your life, visit naturalstacks.com.
0: Ryan Muncy is probably the
1: smartest guy I know. Trust me, Muncy is the nutrition guy. Ryan Muncie's out there trying to make the world better for all of us. The Optimal Performance Podcast is bold, edgy, creative, entertaining, and epic. Ryan Muncy is my go-to guy. Ryan Muncy is first guy I call. Making people's lives ready, Ryan Muncy's an innovator. All right, happy Thursday, all you Optimal Performers. I'm your host, Ryan Muncie. Welcome to another episode of the OPP. This week, we are joined by Michael Lars. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, Ryan. Uh, it's good to be here, hey, man. All right, all right. Well, we're gonna have some fun today. For you guys listening, we are gonna talk about uh, sleep, the stages of sleep, sleep cycles, brain waves associated with them. We're gonna talk about uh, a really cool biohack: pulsed electromagnetic fields or PIMF, PEMF. Uh, all kinds of things that will help us, um, you know, increase our sleep, increase our energy. Uh, before we really dive in with Michael, a couple of housekeeping notes for you guys. First, as always, go to naturalstacks.com. You will be able to see the uh, blog post for this along with links and resources, any of the studies that we talk about with Michael. We do not have video this week. Michael is somewhere way off the grid living with the elk and bears in uh, Canada. Um, <laughs> uh, this this is an interesting topic that may come up later on. Um but um, again, naturalstacks.com, you'll be able to click on any of the links and resources that, that we have for you from the show. Uh, also, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, let us know how much you like the show. If we read your review on the air, we will hook you up with free Natural Stacks products. Um, I'm going to read you guys two right now from uh, email, actually. And while I'm grabbing those, make sure that you share the OPP with your friends and family. The people in your life you know would benefit from the things that we're talking about uh, on the show in general and in this episode specifically. Uh, like I said, Michael's going to talk to us a lot about sleep and uh, we're going to go over some things that'll help. Um, So anybody that comes to your mind, if you say, man, I wish they knew that, make sure you share this with them uh, so that they can uh, build these things into their life. So, um, all right, here's one from Warren. This says, mate, I swear you have gold in you. Uh, You are a legend. Thank you. Um, These are email responses to our podcast. Here's another one. Uh, This was uh, from the Deep Nutrition with Dr. Kate Shanahan. Love it. Keep it up, brother, from Uh, If you guys have not listened to that one, I encourage you to go back and check that one out. Uh, It was the four pillars of the healthy human diet. That's with Dr. Kate Shanahan a few episodes ago. All right. So public service announcement is over. Michael. Uh, you've got a really interesting story. Why don't you share that with our listeners?
0: Bad face injuries. Well, I just—I guess I would have to explain that a little bit. Uh, she fell face first on the concrete floor in mm-hmm. the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, the nurse left her under attended for just a moment, and in that moment, she blacked out. And you know, because that's a very precarious time for a woman after she gives birth. You know, walking for the first time. So. Within that, she had an injury threshold of a broken palate, broken nose. We had to do seven root canals to save her front teeth, and just all kinds of crazy stuff, you know. So she was dealing with a lot of neuropathic pain and healing um, challenges from that. So we went the Western medicine way with the hospital, of course, for a couple of years. And it was it was just a battery of chemical cocktails, really, with different meds and neuropain inhibitors and. You know, she had surgeries, reconstructive surgeries, and those were successful. But after a couple of years, the hospital released us, so we started pursuing more of a naturopathic value of healing. Because, I mean, her system was so her system was so used to pain meds that no one pain would work. One, excuse me, no one pain med would work more than a couple three days. She was constantly shuffling different pain meds. You know and after a while just nothing worked so we discovered a brilliant doctor through a friend of ours named dr solomon she's a naturopath md and she literally i i attribute her to saving my wife's life she just you know they were getting ready to put my wife on anti-seizure medication she wasn't gonna be able to drive anymore just this whole battery of stuff which i see a lot of that happening you know and like i said everything's got its application but um you know, through the process of working with this, this Dr. Solomon, you know, we started getting my wife turned around, and I had a migraine issue back then, it was probably mostly due to stress and other, other related matters, but um, she couldn't do anything with my migraines, you know, past just, you know, acupuncture, acupressure, ear points, things like that, but she couldn't get to the source, so she actually suggested to me to network with a Dr. Flick. Um, She says a brilliant guy. He's into some very new technologies. She says maybe he can help you out. So she introduced me to Dr. Flick and he was involved with a Dr. Frazier on some PEMF technologies, you know, for migraines. And um, so I got to know these guys a bit and they said, hey, uh, you know, you can try this one PEMF device we have for migraines. You know, they put me on a, CT scan and they told me where my migraine threshold was and so they gave me this small device which is about the same size as the sleep device we use today and it said give us a try it's, it's done amazing things for people and I'll be darned. Uh, my first few days experience with it when I was having a migraine threshold that was supposed to come in no longer having migraines so it was a pemp technology of course and so I became a true believer in pimp there pretty fast. You know, when you're suffering from migraines, which probably a lot of your readers do, any way you can get rid of them, you know, that's, that's palatable. But if you can get rid of them naturally with no meds, you know, and no hangover from meds, I mean, that's a, that's, that's, a grand, that's a grand slam, you know. So that's what they did for me. So I became a believer. And they said, well, here's what we're really interested in. You know, this is our, you know, this we're helping patients with this one, but this is our newest project, which we're really interested in. Um, And it was a sleep technology and they were just getting the prototypes developed. Um, They were very, they weren't very far along the project and they were looking for um, investors, but only, you know, primarily with just one investor. And I was so impressed with these guys, and I would gotten such a dialogue with them over several months of using the device and whatnot. I said, hey, I'm your guy, sign me up. So that was back in in 2010, you know. So, you know, we had five years under our belt with different things and working with, you know, the other doctors, healing my wife, you know, the other naturopaths. So it was one big trusted crew, really. And uh, it took a couple, three years to get the prototype developed you know the sleep the sr1 sleep device where it is today and you know back in 2000 the end of 2013 we went through underwriters laboratory with it got ul certified and then in 2014 we went to the fda to start that old process and uh, about mid-2015 the fda came back and classified us under the non-risk category general wellness non-risk category so here we are.
1: That's that's a fascinating story. Um, you know, I, I was not aware of the, the full depth of all of that. I think, you know, for our listeners, I think, you know, it, it's great to know that you've had personal experience, both you and your wife. Uh, you know, you can speak to your experiences, how it's helped you guys. Um, you know, I think it's also validating for, for PIMF that, you know, you have the UL certification. The FDA has approved PIMF as a, you know, a safe medical device. I I do feel like, you know, generally speaking, this is one of those things that is newer technology to a lot of people. Um, For better or for worse, it's been one of those things that Dr. Oz has uh, claimed to be a miracle worker. Uh, That's certainly introduced a lot of people to it, but it is uh, uh, sometimes his stamp of approval can also be a a death warrant (laughs) as well. So, um, you know, for you guys listening with Michael today, we're going to try to get. Uh, behind uh, the science of what's going on We're going to look at um, All of the applications The implications, how it works um, and, and we're going to dig into a lot of this With PIMF uh, Before we do that I want to kind of go through a primer on sleep um, It's funny as, as I was doing some, uh, some background research for this <laughs> I actually came across One of my favorite quotes from Arnold And uh, I've always loved his Six tips for success and uh, at the end of this he, video, he says, you know, sleep faster. And, uh, you know, the reason I like that is that it, it shows that he understood the importance of maximizing your time and, and your productivity, but also realizing the importance of, of quality sleep. Um, you know, a, a primer uh, on sleep for our listeners who are not familiar with sleep cycles and sleep stages. You know, we have five stages of sleep. The fifth stage is REM sleep. That is the one where our brainwaves are actually the fastest and closest to the waking state. It's the dream state. Uh, REM stands for rapid eye movement. Those first four stages, though, um, you know, that constitute one sleep cycle, a sleep cycle is one through five, and then it repeats that cycle to go from one through five takes about 80 to 120 minutes, depending on who, uh, you're listening to. And, you know, we know that we need about five of those 90 minute cycles every 24 hours. Uh, that's the maximum, or, or that's the optimal sleep range. Uh, and that's coming from Nick Littlehouse, um, uh, the chairman of the UK sleep council. So, Michael I want to dive into uh, you know those first four stages you know stages one and two we're kind of drifting in and out of sleep Um, stage one you know we're easily awakened for for people who uh, have ever experienced that sensation of falling and then you jerk and it wakes you up you know that's that's stage one stage two uh, is when our eyes stop moving our brain really starts to slow down um, stage three and four is really when we start to get into those deep delta brain waves, um, and that's the slowest brain waves. This is important to understand because we're going to talk more about this with with PIMF and, and how it can help us. Um, anything you want to add to this as we kind of set that stage for for sleep, Michael?
0: Oh yeah, you're spot on with your statements and observations. You know. I'm a product of four or five hours sleep a night for 25 years. You know, I used to just be gung-ho, bodybuilder type. You know, I had a commercial diving career for 25 years, and sleep was kind of a, an option, almost a nuisance in the way, you know, um, as far as, you know, lifestyle and, and workload. You know, if you got four or five hours sleep when you're younger, you just, you know, you, you felt a little groggy. Yeah, no big deal. You push through it. Um, but that accumulates against you over time. I know there's some presidents out there. I like think Barack Obama and Bill Clinton were like four or five hours a night kind of guys. And I think Donald Trump's even a four or five hour night kind of guy, you know. Uh, so there's people out there that can do it. But for the majority of the human race, we we can't do that without sacrificing somewhere, you know, physically an accumulation of negative um aspects of your body you know the accumulation of negative aspects in your body just um you know they start rearing they start rearing its ugly head after a few years you know (laughs) myself i'm almost 52 um you know i hang around a lot of mid-30 year olds right now you know and i remember back in my mid-30s that was my four or five hours a night i was also pumping the iron in the in the gyms and you know i weighed about 240 pounds You know, on a 5'11 frame. And, you know, I just, I didn't know what I was doing to myself, you know, but I didn't want to sacrifice either the social life or sacrifice the, um, you know, the business life, you know, to get more sleep. And that's, I think, that's an important foundation to lay with all of this is, you know, socially. You know, life, especially now, even 20 years later, life doesn't really accommodate us for eight hours sleep a night, which is what we should be getting. There's just too much going on with technology now, Uh, social media, just the very layouts of our homes, you know, as far as, you know, sleep hygiene. It seems like everything is working against us. So to to find quality sleep, even if you can't get 8 hours sleep, to find a quality six and a half, seven hours sleep, that's 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 a gem right there. So, you know, what you were saying, stage one and two, yep, you kind of cruise through those, that's light sleep, but what people don't understand, that's important, but half of your sleep you're going to get at night is probably going to be light sleep. Stage three and four being your delta sleep, your deeper sleep, that's when they're, that's when the physical body's healing, mm-hmm. you know, muscle tissue repair, um, you know, and then stage five being REM sleep, that's when your brain and your neuroelectrical system in your body is repairing. So stage four, three and four seem to be, as you get older, seem to be the harder to achieve stages of sleep. Uh, and what our sleep device does is it transmits an, uh, electromagnetic frequency that mimics deeper sleep. It's not designed to hold you in deep sleep, but it's meant to prompt the brain to regain that sleep pattern, that sleep cycle, and then the brain takes over. You know, our, our device times that after 22 minutes. So the device is great at assisting with getting back into a sleep pattern. You know, maybe resetting, even resetting the circadian rhythm. So at stage three and four, you know, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with sleep. You know, proper sleep hygiene, like we mentioned before, trying to allocate enough time to get to bed and then to stay in bed. You know, so those are those are social pressures that are just really that seems to be pretty dominant in today's world. Um, but there's nothing like sleep. No medicine out there. No drink. No supplement can match what sleep can do for the human body. So a lot of sports teams now have really discovered that. Uh, Trainers, uh, health fitness experts, you know, they're all, everything is pointing towards sleep. So, you know, even my own lifestyle out here at the ranch um, is completely unconducive to sleep you know you got wildlife and you got livestock and different things going on out here so i even you know even my own family i have a young family you know wife and two children so you know i've got a pattern my i gotta structure my sleep in accordance with you know family social life and then you know the ranch responsibilities and then you know we're off grid so in the middle of winter which it is now um you got to get up and Stoke four fireplaces, fireplace or wood stoves to keep the house warm. So when everybody wakes up at six thirty-seven in the morning, the house is warm. So I get up at two two thirty, and stoke fires. Well, that's that's literally like doing a small workout. You know, humping wood for four different fireplaces, and then you got to make sure they catch. So I'm up between an hour and an hour and a half in the middle of every night. And a lot of your readers can probably familiarized with that, you know, they they, they're in the same they got the same situation uh from some type of sleep disturbance in the middle of the night. So getting back to sleep, getting back into a deeper sleep, um, that's hard to achieve in today's world too. So
1: and that's that's, kinda you
0: know, one of the things they
1: That's something that you're able to you're able to get back into deep sleep using the PIMF device. That's what you're saying.
0: Well, it depends on what time of night, because typically your deeper sleep stages, your stages three and four, are achieved, I mean, literally within moments after you go to sleep to that first three or four hours of the night, mm-hmm. and you get more light sleep and REM sleep um, later in the evening or in the early morning or late morning, so, but the device does help you get back to sleep, and honestly, depending on the balance of your system, your your physical body um, you know it, it really d- depicts what sleep stages you access again you know you're gonna go through stages one and two and you're gonna go through REM sleep but like I said tradition you know typically uh, stage three and four is achieved earlier in the evening and after you're 40 years old if you're getting past 40 years old your body naturally will get less deep sleep and more REM so there's a couple of biological mandatory pressures against a person trying to achieve more deep sleep or longer deep sleep um and there's a lot of quantifying technology out there so you don't have to go to a sleep clinic that can help you track your sleep i won't get into any particular uh, manufacturer or brand right now but um you know they're not exact science either. I mean, without going to a sleep clinic, it's hard to really get algorithms so precise. And and some of the companies out there have done pretty good. So, you know, on the quest to get deeper, more rejuvenating sleep, what I have discovered over the last, Year plus, and talking to hundreds of clients and lots of testimonies back from clients and just f- feedback from clients is sleep hygiene is huge, mm-hmm. but it's not always everything. Uh, but having the responsibility to, to make yourself go to bed, you know, to try and a lot for six and a half, seven, maybe eight hours sleep is, is what you need to do. You got to get your body back to where it used to, you know, how things used to work you know, 50, 100, 50 is not so long ago now, but 100, 150, 200 years ago, before all the technology was here, you know, when it gets dark out, that's when the melatonin starts to produce in your brain, and that's when you start to shift over to, um, you know, pre nighttime rituals, you know, your brain gets prepared for sleep, your body gets prepared for sleep, but as we all know, you know, with televisions, phones, iPhones, you know, um, mobile phone technology, blue light, you know, from even from car light, you know, house lighting, that interrupts the natural rhythms of the body. So we're constantly trying to combat that with different um, different values in our behavior, and and the primary one is just, you know. You got to use good sleep hygiene. You got to adjust. You know, you got to adjust things in your life to promote sleep, and that's really
1: difficult to do in today's world. Yeah. So
0: outside of that, you know,
1: there's almost almost every expert we talk about, uh, talk to, mentions you know sleep ritual, sleep hygiene. Um, You know, for you guys listening, we've got a few previous podcasts and a few blog posts where we outline. Uh, you know our recommendations for that. We'll link to that for you um, in the show notes uh, for this one. Um, so make sure you guys go to naturalstacks.com. You'll be able to to click and just go straight to that blog post, uh, Michael. I, I want to focus on PIMF uh, and, and make sure our listeners understand exactly what it is. Um, you know, we already talked about the stages of sleep. Each stage kind of has its own electromagnetic frequency corresponding to the different brain waves. My understanding of pimp is is that especially the, the SR1, your, your sleep device um, or your device delivers a, a biomimetic frequency to that specific delta sleep stage, that deep sleep stage. And that's what helps our body to get into that deep sleep. Uh, our brain is responding to that external stimulus and, and it syncs its own activity to that pulsed field. This is something called entrainment. Um, a question that I have for you is, you know, if we're kind of stimulating that deep sleep, do we skip stage one and two and just go straight into, you know, stage three and four? If we do, is that a bad thing? Does it only happen on that first cycle or would we hit one and two on subsequent cycles? Well, firstly, you did a, a great job of describing
0: all that. You you had it spot on, you know, um, the device is designed to emit a frequency that mimics the brain's own frequency for sleep. It's a multitude of patterns. It's not just a the deep sleep pattern, but that's one of them. And that's okay. a primary, uh, primary application for the device to prompt that brain to find, to try and achieve that deep sleep. But it's not meant to override the brain. That's what makes it so safe. And that's what makes it such a jewel. Um, it's, it's emitting that frequency via the brachial plexus you know which is one of the primary recommended locations which is across the right below the collarbone on either side
1: yeah and so just Uh, let me i I will pause for just a second that that's a good point i'm glad you brought that up so the the sr1 is a it's a very small device it's it's minimally invasive um how much would you say it weighs michael um, and, it's and a half a, an ounce. Half an ounce. Okay, so half, half an, an ounce. ounce. Yeah, yeah, half an ounce. It's smaller than a deck of cards. Uh, it has adhesives that you place. Uh, you place the device directly onto your skin, on your brachial plexus. Um, why do we place it there, Michael?
0: Because you're right, it is important. There, you know, you want the frequency to get to the brain, and quite honestly, there's there's different application points for it on the body for. The device. One is the third eye chakra, which is what we were using in beta testing, but some clients or users found it to be a bit cumbersome. And I must tell you that I've got some clients that swear by that location. Well, they, where they where is that they're gonna
1: for, for people who may not be yogis. Right on the uh right on the forehead,
0: about an inch above the brow line. Okay. Um, you know, and, and that emits the frequency directly into the brain area, if you will. But um you, a less intrusive area, a little more comfortable, is the brachial plexus, which is a nerve bundle that runs from like, it's like C4, C6 spinal column, the upper spinal area. It uh, runs down the neck underneath the collarbone. It's actually bilateral, one on all, either side. Then it runs by the pit of the arm, then down the arm. So we catch that brachial plexus by putting the device right there below the collarbone. Mm hmm. And it acts as a carrier for that frequency signal. And then it communicates from the spine to the brain that way. And it's, it's just as effective as the forehead. Um, and it's a lot more comfortable for most. Um, so communicating that frequency to the brain it's just not meant to override the brain it's not real aggressive it's it's not going to you can't just slap that device on somebody hit the button and pass them out you know you can override that device just by being mentally active you know and that gets back into sleep hygiene and responsibility to yourself but if you know, and there's some trial and error with with some people with really busy minds, but it's effective for them. But anyway, getting back to the the physical aspects of the device, uh, it mimics that sleep pattern in the brain, and by design, the brain picks up on that frequency, and it basically just prompts the brain back into a sleep state or back and encourages a sleep state. So, depending on the balance of the body, you know, the physical pure balance of the body, um, that device will basically prompt you to sleep via the natural brain tendencies. And what it's designed to do is just prompt the brain again and the brain takes over and basically does what it does after that. Repeated use of the device will recondition the circadian rhythm in, in most people so in most clients. So all you're trying to do is just mimic that sleep pattern and let the brain do what it does naturally. that's one of the the brilliant aspects of the device. It's very unintrusive, uh, very safe, and it's effective. and
1: would you say that you know the brain uh, would hit? would you say that the people who tend to see the best results from the device are those who may have poor sleep hygiene or maybe have lifestyles that you know prohibit them from having that that hygiene that that we would want
0: you know going by the data there's no common area there um we've got a really high success rate with the device and the success client base is all over the map um it, it, there is no average. It really—it's amazing to see how effective this device can be in such difficult cases for people. Um, so there's no average. Um, I will say that the the physicians that use the device have a really interesting success rate because they have not the power over the patient, but they have the influence over the patient. Or the, or the client being, we're, we have clients, they have patients, right. uh, but they have the persuasion of being patient and, and trying different modalities um, along with using the device. They're, they're treating uh, their patients for all kinds of different uh, physical anomalies based on the body response to the device. For instance, women who have gone through the massive hormone change, um, and you know they're they're thirty plus, their testosterone's dropping. You know they're starting to carry more weight, and it's harder to keep it off just because of the natural change of the body. Um, you know they're going through these major hormone shifts, and what some of the physicians are discovering is it's not that um, they have a drop in progesterone and they're, they have a resistance to the device, it's because they're estrogen dominant. So once the physician discovers this through, you know, a mild body response or a lack of body response to the device, they'll start doing things, supplementing uh, things with them for the estrogen dominance, and they, they come right around to the device after that. The device is a lot more effective. So they're treating uh, patients for fibromyalgia, you know, um, in different, other, in different other situations, just, you know, based on body response, you know, uh, obsessive compulsive disorders a huge one, you know, and is that a body response to a lack of sleep, you know, uh, hypermind? You know, there's so many, it's, you know, it's on a physician level, it's all way above me. Uh, I merely go by what the physicians are telling me and, and what clients are telling me. Right. Right. Um, Well, I know, know, I mean, the, the, the Holy grail here is achieving balance.
1: Right. Right. And I was going to say, you know, we know from talking with, we've had neuroscientists on the, on the podcast previously where we've talked about the different brain waves and and how they're associated with um, mental performance and you know levels of focus and awesome. uh, whether it's ADD or, or impulsivity things like that. So you know, keeping that in mind, knowing that that the brain wave environment in our heads is uh, one with the world as we experience it, it it's, it's not that far off of a stretch to to think that we can you know, have an impact on our experience, uh, by, uh, you know, hacking or, or, I don't want to say manipulating, but, you know, influencing our brainwaves. Uh, I'm glad you brought up some of those other applications for pimp devices. That was definitely going to be a question mm-hmm. that I asked you to elaborate on for us. Uh, I, I know one other one that I've seen, uh, there are several studies using PIMF for, uh, families with with children with autism as well. So, um, there's, there's a whole host of applications other than sleep, but, you know, we'll, we'll leave those for, for another day. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to talk to you about, uh, you know, the, the power, um, you know, the, the impacts of, Directly connecting a device to our body that's uh, eliciting or, or not eliciting, but e- emitting an electromagnetic field. You know, we've had other guests on the show that you know have warned us about the the negative impacts of electromagnetic fields. How is the PIMF device different from, say, you know, the the electrical socket or uh, a cell phone?
0: Well, yeah, that's a this is. This is a good topic. There's a lot of information out there, and there's a lot of PEMF technology out there that uses and has pretty um, extreme outputs. Um, The normal, you know, we we measure our output in Gauss, and the normal output of the Earth is 0.25 Gauss to 0.6 Gauss. So we've designed... The SR1 to have an output of 0.5 gauss, which is well within the uh, the natural magnetic field strength of the Earth. So it's very natural, um, benign output on the device. There's other PENTH devices out there. I won't mention any names that run at 10,000 times that rate, that output rate. So, you know, one of the that's one of the reasons why FDA came back and cleared as as non-risk. Because it's such a benign device from an output standpoint that there is no risk to any type of exposure levels um, or, or any type of um, negative body impacts. The, 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 the fields around us um, are way above and beyond the normal rhythms of the earth. You know, just the electrical outlet. I think, you know, we're talking, you can get into micro Tesla, Gauss, Hertz. Megahertz, kilohertz, gigahertz—you know—it's—it's—and I'm not a scientist, but I I have a working knowledge of all of that. Um, you know, the house, you know, some of the some of the sleep hygiene tips we have is shutting off Wi-Fi at night, shutting off everything in your room if you can, basically going off-grid with your bedroom if you can, because the phantom loads running through the house are well above and beyond the normal outputs, the magnetic outputs of the Earth. So we're constantly exposed in a field of of high stressors on the human body and PEMs tricky because they don't have enough data on a lot of the technologies out there to show what a prolonged exposure is on the human body Uh, but we do know for fact that keeping something between 0.25 and 0.6 goss on an output is absolutely safe because that's what the earth resonates at so that's um that's a feather in our cap with the inventors and the, and the scientists and doctors who came up with the SR1, because that's one thing they, you know, these guys have been involved in PMS for forty, fifty years. PMS this hasn't been around five, ten years; it's been around for decades. So um, that's one, one of the, and that's one of the reasons I like these guys so much. That migraine device that they used on me operated in the same, uh, the same magnetic output. So. You know, I use that device for years and no longer require it, but um, they do have working data and information on the safe output field that it runs at. But the other devices out there, you know, like cell phones, I know you had a previous guest that was, um, you know, bringing to the table the concerns with exposure to cell phones. Absolutely. I won't use. Bluetooth devices, I won't hold a cell phone up to my ear. You know, when I see a young lady at the store with a cell phone stuff, you know, holding it in her bra or something like that or on her hip, you know, I just kind of cringe because I understand, you know, what that dosage rate that she's getting on directly on her skin into her nervous system is, you know. And the same thing, I wear earpieces or earbuds with everything I do on the phone or cell phone or like the wireless phones at the house. We do the best we can. And I'm kind of getting off subject, maybe a touch here, but um, you know, getting back to the output of the device is completely safe and completely harmless. Uh, if it's resonating at the normal magnetic output of the Earth, I think you're you're, you're doing fine. Everything else around you, even the watch on your arms, got more output than this device does.
1: So yeah, I think I hope that answers your question. No, that that that's a great answer. You touched on a lot of things that I was you know hoping that you would touch on. Um, you know, I, I think it's interesting. You Katie Singer is, is the guest um, that you mentioned, who was on our show previously. So, if you guys are listening haven't heard that one, go back and listen to that one. I think it was cell phones, um, uh, brain cancer, and public health. I think was the the, the name of that episode. Um, but but it's interesting. She talked about t- one of the things we can do to limit our exposure is to turn off your Wi-Fi at night. And I, I noticed uh, that you said you do that as part of your sleep hygiene. So. Um, you know that's very interesting. Um, you know that, that we see that shared habit between the two of you. Um, I'm also glad you, you brought up the point of you know the Earth's magnetic frequency is is between 0.25 and 0.6. So, you know, with that in mind, I mean, anytime we're walking around, like if you just walked outside and there was no neighborhood Wi-Fi or no cell tower, no nothing, that you're still gonna be in a magnetic field in that range, correct? Absolutely. And it would be higher if you were That's in the one area. universal constant right there. Right, right. And and it would be higher if you were in an in an area where there were cell phone towers or uh, if you're on a university campus and there's, you know, university wide Wi Fi or or in an airport, things like that, right? Oh, absolutely! Okay. But
0: I'll stay in my own pay grade, as they say in the military, <laughs> well, <laughs> and stick with what my devices.
1: Right, and, and your devices is in right at point five. Okay, um, it, it's
0: it's harmonizing with the output of the earth.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, we we, we like hearing. which is
0: what it makes it effective with the brain.
1: Right, right. Um, so. I guess I want to go back. You you mentioned using it for your own migraines. What can you tell us about how it worked uh, on migraines versus in comparison to how it works for sleep?
0: Okay. That's a completely different device. And um, my heart goes out to everybody out there who sends me emails on the migraine situation because um, I know what it's like to have migraines. And what it's like to not have them. And that's a gift. If you can give somebody that, that's a gift. You know, sleep's the same way. If you can give somebody the gift of sleep, you're your new best friend. And I've got a lot of neat friends now that I didn't have a couple years ago just from this project alone. I mean, from 84-year-old people i've never met way up in the northeast to people in australia and out here in canada and the uk and hawaii it's a lot of fun um being part of such a project that helps people so much um but the the migraine ran on the same principle it's a pulse electromagnetic field device that runs it it functions at a particular frequency that the body's receptive to uh, and rebalances basically even on a cellular level all you're doing is rebalancing, which is critical. And that's what meds do and it's what physical exertion and tasking yourself does. Is it's you know, you've heard me say it probably ten times already, not to beat it to death, but it's all about rebalancing. You know, so uh, through PEMP technology you can rebalance and you can target areas of the body, of the brain, you know, so you know the the device that got rid of my migraines or helping with migraines just ran on the same principle you also wore it on a brachial plexus which kind of boggled me back then i'm like how can you stick something on your chest and get rid of the migraines well because you're working with the nervous system this is the same with this device here it's about the same about the same size you know it's just a little half ounce inch and three quarter long uh, device by three quarter inch so you know similar technologies, different frequency basically you know, there's hundreds of frequencies you can program pimp devices at in order to target particular healing with the body. So these are just these are two of many, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. Um, but pinpointing that frequency safely with minimal output, maximum effectiveness is you know that's where the that's where the beauty is. So. That's why I trusted these guys enough to become the primary investor for them. And then I was kind of an angel investor for the whole project. I sat in on the board, but I didn't get involved in the day to day until the FDA cleared us because we were going through clinicians before that. When the FDA came out in the middle of 2015 and cleared us to um, and classified us so we could go to the, directly to the end user, you know. I turned to the board and I said, what do you guys have in place? And they said, we don't really have anybody in place for the end user. So I sat back and evaluated things and we had to be very careful with branding as well with the FDA, because if we misbranded the technology, the FDA was going to shut us down, which brings me to a point. It's amazing what I see out there on the internet on what claims are being made by these various pimp technologies out there. I mean, it's just completely illegal from a food drug administration standpoint, um, you know, and it's just, there's a lot of saturation and noise out there. So a device like DISC kind of gets lost in that. And it's up to us to be the bur- the burden of proof is on us to try to get this device to stand out for what it is and not just something drowning in a sea of information
1: out there. You know, well, there's right. a lot of,
0: there's a lot of static and noise
1: I mean, as a supplement company, you know, with natural stacks, we can totally relate to exactly what you're saying about what can be said and what cannot be said. Um, so I I totally relate to what you're saying about, you know, other claims that others are making and, and how some of those outlandish claims can kind of cast a negative, um, you know, stereotype on the industry or the technology as a whole, um, you know I know, oh yeah, yep. uh, PEMF can kind of fall into that um, just because of some of the outlandish claims from from some of the other technologies. Uh, and that's part of the reason that I wanted to ask you some of the questions about you know the safety and and the power output and uh, you know exactly how it works. Um, uh, you know, for, for full disclosure for our listeners, you know, I've been experimenting with the SR1, uh the, the sleep device that, that we've been talking about. Uh when Michael and I were first put into contact with each other, um uh, I, I got one of the devices and I've been using it. I have found that it really helps me fall asleep on the nights that my brain is very active and I have a hard time shutting it off and falling asleep. Um Full disclosure, I do not use it every single night, but I think as Michael and I have discussed, part of that is due to the fact that I typically have good sleep hygiene. It's something that I prioritize, and I typically don't have problems falling asleep at night. Uh, but on some nights when my brain is overactive and I cannot turn it off, um, I keep the device on my nightstand, and I can just roll over, grab it, slap it on, and the next thing I know, uh, it's morning. Um I actually did that last night. I told Michael before we hit record that, that last night was one of those nights. Uh, I've also found that it helps me on airplanes. Um, Michael had an interesting response to that or interesting reaction to that. I, I don't know if you've heard that from anybody else, but uh, you know, if I'm traveling, uh, I had a couple of transatlantic flights last fall, um, a couple of cross-country flights where, where I used it to really help me fall asleep in a state where I would normally not necessarily be able to get quality sleep. You know, because you guys have to be so clear on, you know, your, your branding, uh, your claims, in, in your words. Okay.
0: Yeah, which is why I was leading down that path. Um, you know, when I went to the board and said, what do you guys have in place to go to the end user? They said, we don't have anything. We didn't anticipate the FDA coming back with this gift as much as a curse, you know. We thought we'd just sit back and ride uh, the coattails of the physicians and clinicians from a product supplement or supply standpoint you know we didn't think we'd have to we didn't think we'd get to go to the end user so you know i was the primary investor you know i've had multiple businesses i'm 52 so i've been around a little while i probably should so um you know so i I was like well we got to put something together guys that we can safeguard because if we misbrand anything, the FDA is going to shut us down, and, and why go why go through all that? So I literally created Delta Sleeper dot and we started going to the end user. Um, you know, anything you see on our website has been the statements have been reviewed by the FDA. We're not making any claims that we're not allowed to make. We're not we're not overpromising. Everything is built on facts. And, you know, client responses, patient responses from the clinician. So uh, what we're allowed to say via the FDA is we can assist with sleep disorders. They don't want us to go out and and brand any particular sleep disorder. There's over 100 different sleep disorders. Um, You know, because then the way it was put to me is the FDA has accepted a liability there. Yeah, if they um, allow us to brand any particular sleep disorder, so if we, the device is so safe, even to be able to use the word no, disorder.
1: Can, I mean, that's that's big for you guys. Yeah, I mean that that implies something is well, it out definitely, of balance. Oh, absolutely.
0: There's that word again, balance. Um, so we we target the entire sleep disorder market. Um, the testimonies and the client feedback i'm working on the website about have it revamped you know um so we're gonna have a little bit of a different look coming out probably next week though it won't be in place this week so um you know it's got it's got more updated information but i try to keep it pretty live i created that website myself so forgive me out there if it's not the marketing king's scope but it's the best i could do (laughs) um but you know it we i got racked on a knuckles a lot by the doctors creating that website because i'd go in and say make make particular comments or suggestions or statements and i had to get everything approved by the doctors by the board you know and they'd come back just rack me you know you can't say this you can't say that you're going to get us shut down so uh, we let the clients speak for us in regards to particular sleep disorders and in cases client cases um It is delicate, like you say, you know, and there's the the water out there is really muddied by a lot of people just trying to make money and and just just blast marketing, you know, and you get kind of lost in all that. But I have found that our client base is is pretty intelligent. They do a lot of review. They do a lot of research, Um, you know, price point being where ours is, you know, that's no joke money right there. So people take it pretty serious. But they have a high expectation once they spend that kind of money, too. So you better have a product that delivers, you know, or you're just going to have a return nightmare and you're just going to go under. So we've got a high success rate with a device and we can treat a number of sleep disorders. And if you have anything on the website that you resonate with or you see, take that as a straight answer on what the device can do for you. Because every one of those testimonies are absolutely true. And all the information on there is absolutely, um, uh, absolutely legit, you know, it's been cleared by the FDA. All statements, again, have been cleared. So, you know, we're not approved by the FDA because that word approved is very different than classified or cleared and anybody in the business knows that, you know, and you get clients that'll kind of misinterpret that from time to time, but we did go through the FDA. It was, you know, it was quite a stringent effort and it took a year and a half to finally get classified by the FDA, you know? So, um, this these guys, the doctors I'm involved with, they went they went the right way with this. And I, you're not gonna, no disrespect to any other pimps out there. There's some really brilliant stuff out there. But these guys have been in the game long enough, they knew what they had to do in order to get in the market and stay in the market. And the end result is the SR1 yes sleep device and the search that it has in the, in the um, classifications that it has you know so uh, it's safe you, you can treat a, a variety of sleep disorders with it you can overall enhance your health and wellness through improved sleep with it you can also use it as a testing agent or a testing device uh, for particular body responses to yield what just actually what's going on and that's what ph- physicians are doing excuse me and clinicians you know like um Like the doctors discovering, you know, the uh, estrogen dominance in in a woman instead of like a progesterone rich type scenario. You know, it's just you got to get that body back in balance. And when you do, the response to the device is great. And we have so many clients be able to just get off the device. Some of my hardest cases and testimonies on the site i stay in touch with those guys and girls i just touch base with them every few months so how's it going they're like man i don't hardly even touch the device anymore and if i start getting into a threshold where i'm having problems sleeping, and i'll use a device you know i just keep it in my nightstand or throw it in my briefcase or whatever when i'm traveling and i use it as a maintenance type um facilitator and and that's that's awesome you know i use a device myself I've used it for 16 months now my wife uses the device and I am I am a classic case of you know adrenal fatigue yeah, everybody knows what that is out there right mm-hmm. well some doctors would argue with adrenal fatigue and just say it's a hypervigilant state you know so I'm classic case of that uh, 25 years of a really high octane type uh, Career as a commercial diver, and I owned a company for 20 years. So, you know, the stress of owning your own company. Um, and then, you know, physically being my body into submission every day, make on four or five hours sleep and bouncing back from it every day. Um, I'm still trying to rebalance my nervous system. You know, uh, I don't know if you do any HRV. Uh-huh. readings, you know, or monitoring with your programs, uh, that's an extra, excellent way to
1: uh, check your nervous system, you know. Um, I'm, I'm Even glad having, you brought like that one up.
0: alcohol drink.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because, I mean, I, we, we've talked about HRV a lot. A lot of our listeners use various HRV, um, you know, uh, measuring tools. Uh, uh, you know, that would be a mm-hmm. great way to quantify whether or not using something like, the the sleep device is actually improving the quality of your sleep um, yeah,
0: absolutely and I've
1: got an actual
0: page on my site committed to heart rate variability and I've got a couple of the industry experts out there who um, have used the SR1 you know and you kind of live or die by some of these endorsements you know so you kind of cringe when someone buys a device in case they're that low percentile that just nothing's working for them um, but case in point the, the HRV is an excellent way of monitoring the improvement of um, of your nervous system through better sleep. The thing with HRV is it's you know this immediate gratification world out here. HRV usually takes two to three months of constant monitoring to see. A good data point balance um, indicator of uh, the increase in HRV just due to improved sleep over time. Thing is, you could throw a wrench in that whole program by having one, one beer the night before or one glass of wine, or one white Russian, you know, or just whatever, you know, one uh, double shot of whiskey just to calm down at the end of the day, which so many people do, or they have that social drink, your HRV will be eight to 10 points higher the next day, just because of that one drink, you know, so there's so many influences in Uh, heart rate variability in the nervous system but improved sleep is the best thing in the world to increase HRV and we've got plenty of data supporting um,
1: the benefits of using the device and increasing your HRV yeah and you know Michael you answered the question I was going to ask you a few minutes ago you know where can our listeners get more uh, of you or learn more about the the SR1 sleep device Uh, so for you guys if you didn't catch that um, it was uh, deltasleeper.com dsleep and we'll have the link to that on the Natural Stacks uh, website on the blog post for this. So make sure you guys go there. Um, we might be able to twist Michael's arm into giving you guys a discount or, or something. Oh, yeah. We're happy to do that. I mean, we, can give a 5%. we can give a 5% discount. Okay. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Michael, final question. This is the one that every guest has to answer. We want to know your top three tips to live optimal. Ooh, well, I'm a little biased on the sleep thing.
0: Yeah, you definitely want to, you want to give yours, you know, we try so many things. And we try so many um, uh, life enhancing different applications, if you will. But the number one, hands down, in any arena you, you visit is sleep. So definitely try to structure your life to, re, you know, to respond spec sleep if if people are scoffing at you because you're like i mean i gotta go to bed you know i had three cowboys show up here the other night at nine o'clock at night <laughs> it looks like i got a working horse ranch here and they've you know out here in the wild country those boys are usually drinking and we got a big wild horse project we're getting ready to kick off here right and i need to talk to these guys they showed up at nine o'clock at night the other night i got my night clothes on i'm ready to go to bed and they're ready to start talking i'm like guys i gotta go to sleep and they all laughed at me <laughs> you know but it's true i could have sat up i could have brought him in the house my probably well, would have wrinkled my marriage a little bit but i could have brought him in the house and had a couple cocktails and talk business you know and got three or four hours less sleep had a couple drinks harder on my hrv but i you know i Guys, I gotta, I gotta get sleep, you know. And I did not regret that the next morning. I still caught up with the guys. There's so much social pressure on us now to, to, to be involved, uh, to even be responsive on, you know, like Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah. So treat yourself right, you know. Optimal, get sleep. Afford yourself that sleep, you know. Um, that's the number one. Number two, honor true love. You know. Um, don't be afraid to love people. Don't be afraid to love animals. Don't be afraid, especially to love yourself. Um, this world, this world, the dynamic energy this world runs on is love, and you know you see what hatred does. It's a, it's an, you know, it's an oppressing energy on love, but just honor, honor love. You know, that's a simple one. It's multifaceted, but it's mm-hmm. simple.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I guess the third one. Um, you know, outside of the the standard, take care of your body. You know, because it's 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 the vessel. Um, the third one, hmm, you know, um, this is obviously not rehearsed.
1: Um, it it never is. This is the one that, that keep makes... your thinking clean. No, okay, yeah. Every every guest yeah, keep
0: your thinking clean. Where the mind
1: goes, and everything
0: flows. You know,
1: there you go. There you go. Every guest struggles a little bit with this question, but uh, you delivered, Michael. Those are those are three great answers. Uh, <laughs> so I, I would I would expect you to say sleep. The second two, I don't know that that we've heard uh, very often. Uh, maybe once or twice in eighty-five episodes. So uh, well, well done on on being unique wow. on, and and original content there. So. Uh, Michael Lars, everybody. Michael, thanks for hanging out with us. This has been well, great. Oh,
0: well, I appreciate the time. It's been a it's a true blessing, and honor to sit here with you here like that. I'm looking forward to uh, maybe some positive feedback and some, helping some other people.
1: Yeah, I I really hope that we're able to do that for you guys listening. Um, make sure you go to naturalstacks.com. You'll be able to see the blog post for this episode. We'll have links. Um, to, to some of the studies, and, and of course, to, to check out the SR1 sleep device, the 5% discount from Michael. Um, make sure you go to iTunes, leave us a five star review, let us know how much you like the show. If we read your review on the air, we'll hook you up with free Natural Stacks products, and definitely share this episode with people you know in your life who need more sleep or better sleep or have issues with sleep. Uh, Michael, if they want to reach out to you, do you have an email uh, where you'd like people to, to con- uh, connect with you? Oh yeah, it's Michael at deltasleeper.com. dot com,
0: and um, you know the, the website deltasleeper.com, It's got plenty of links, real accessible to um, just click and shoot me an email. Um, so I'm very responsive. Like I said, uh, this is a project of passion to originally just to share this 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 gift to people years ago. So yeah, I welcome I welcome emails, you know, because this is you know sleep such a sensitive subject and such a game changer for people. I'm happy to be that guy right
1: now. So look forward to hearing from people. All right. Well, Michael, thanks again for your time, for you guys listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. We will talk to you guys next Thursday. Awesome.